You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. the Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Matt, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 872, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us, the Mousecapades and more podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Matt, Brandy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So go ahead, pick up that phone and contact one of us today. As you all know, Disney World is not only hosting one holiday party this year, but they are hosting two different parties. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is returning to the Magic Kingdom on select nights. The parties are separate ticketed events, so make sure you have your tickets if you're planning on attending. You can reach out to one of us if you need any help. The second party that they will be hosting is at Hollywood Studios, and it's being called Jollywood Nights. We are excited for this new party edition, and I'm grateful that I'm going to be able to attend that party with my daughter and two friends, and it's 46 days away for my friend and daughter that are listening. It's 46 days from recording date. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be 44 days. Just saying. And that's Jollywood Nights you're going to, right? Correct. Getting very excited about it. I can't remember if we're going to talk more about it or not. So I don't want to blow it. (laughs) How fun. You're going to enjoy that. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Hollywood Studios always has a really good Christmas vibe. Sometimes a little more so than Magic Kingdom does. So we're hoping. Yes. Well, some people are saying that Bluey is dethroning Mickey Mouse in the eyes of many families. We don't know really if that's true, but here's what we've learned. This show is brought to life by Joe Brum and Ludo Studios and distributed in the United States by Disney. Bluey has become one of the most iconic animated series in recent years. While some have stated that Adventures Australia's Family of delightful dogs are saving Disney+. Plus. Reports suggest that the little canine that could is slowly becoming more popular than a certain magical mouse. Part of what makes a character so popular and marketable is its recognizability. And there are a few more recognizable symbols in the world than those three simple circles that make up Mickey's head. While Bluey's intended audience might range from the ages of three to eight, to say it has a large adult following would be a grand and glorious understatement. It's been called a show about parenting, which kids can watch too, but many fans are adults without children who see it as comforting as a cartoon with delightful characters and a strong sense of reality. I don't know about you, but I love Bluey just as much as my kids love Bluey. I knew you love Bluey and it is a huge, having been at two indoor trunk or treats in the last weekend, That is a huge Halloween costume this year. Bluey and family. Now, on the other side, I know a lot of people who are very anti-Bluey, who are like, oh, it annoys me and drives me crazy. But no, I love it. Love everyone. Yeah, I don't think he's touching the mouse's brain. They're definitely a flash in the pan. It's a cute show. I've seen a bunch of them. 
my youngest likes them, but uh, I'm I'm saying for like small kids though. Yeah, there are many kids who don't grow up with Mickey Mouse anymore, or just Bluey. Well, and a lot, a lot of those new shorts are some of them are kind of wacky. So yeah, I can see Bluey appealing to little guys a lot more than the new Mickey Mouse shorts. My son's very picky about which Mickey he likes too. He really likes that. Um, it's more like a, I don't think it's a whole series. I can't remember, but it's like Mickey and the Roadster Racers. He really likes that one because he really likes cars. The Playhouse Mickey? No, well, he liked that when he was real little, like the one with Toodles and all that, like the one, the really old one. Oh, Toodles. Yes, he loved that when he was tiny. Um, I think because the animation in that is so big and like eye-catching to an infant. And I think the big little high pitch and all that of it. But Mickey and the Roadster Racers is that similar, very similar, like kind of like late 90s, early 2000s Mickey animation. He doesn't really care for the newer one, like that newer style Mickey, like the one that's in Runaway Railcar and all that. He doesn't seem to, I mean, honestly, me, I don't mind it, but it's like, uh not really the same but it's just it, i think it's it's my son's also quite he's like a cat really he just kind of <laughs> very contrary you kind of never know he likes affection on his own terms he likes what he wants when he wants to like it he was a cat in another life is what you're yeah, telling me. i really us. think he is I've, I, he was like that even as an infant i tried to tell people i was like he's a cat like he really only like wants affection when he wants it and he wants you to know what he wants and <laughs> wants it his way and just sits there and looks at you and yells if you don't give it to him the way he wants it like that's very much him. But he he likes Blue. Bluey's like a calm down show for us because I feel like the animation is like very relaxing and the way they talk to each other isn't too. And I will say you kind of have to pay attention to it as an adult to see like what's going on. I don't think kids are really getting some of the messages from there. But I will I will tell you, those are some some dog parents with a lot of patience because I don't got that kind of patience. <laughs> well, they you know, the dad is always wild. I always feel bad for the wife. <laughs> <laughs> because dad's so wild with the kids mm-hmm. great parent like you know he's a lot of fun but sometimes i'm like well you took that a little far i'm not cleaning that up <laughs> all right so check this out kevin Broats works for florida gator gator hunting and he recently had quite the catch we all know that gators have been spotted on disney property off and on for many many years i mean disney's built on a marsh you know, not too far from the world's famous Everglades, which is the mecca of reptiles. Florida has a lake that is home to many, many gators right near Kissimmee. Kevin Broats has out hunting gators, and he hooked the second largest American alligator on record near Walt Disney World in Orlando. Kevin has harvested nearly a thousand gators in his career. He found himself in for quite the ride when he hooked into a massive 920 pound gator while out on a recent trip. After a serious fight, the gator was successfully harvested, measured 13 feet, three and a quarter inches long, just shy of the state record of 14 feet, three and a half inches long, 1,043 pounds, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. I looked this story up because I'm an outdoorsman, and it was a massive, like... Yeah, that's like prehistoric. <laughs> that was a big old gator. Like, there's a picture of him, like, it's complete, it's hanging from snout up, and to the tail's touching the ground, and he's, like, up in the air, hanging. Riding it. it. I mean, man, oh, man, what a big old bike. He said it made a lot of nice meals. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, did they kill it? Yeah. Because that's it. what harvesting it means? Yes. Oh. Brandy, they do that with towels and big. Yeah. I know, but he was just out there in the Everglades, minding his own business, being the second 
he was in a local lake. He was in the local lake. Well, he's been around that long. He probably didn't bother anybody. Except the dogs he's probably eaten. Oh. I was going to say. If you live in Florida and you take small animals and children near open water, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Just don't do that. It's a bad idea. We, we fish all the time, and we, every time we go to get water to put out our fire, we always I always turn around and say, can't do this in Florida because we're just reaching down in the dark water, scooping water. But, yeah, giant, giant gator not too far from the mouse. Watch out. Wow. I don't think he was going to travel all the way to Florida or all the way to Disney. No, he can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is huge. I'm looking at a picture right now. That's giant. <laughs> like, that could swallow you. The whole person. I am I am very happy. I think he could easily get one of us. I mean, I'm happy that he harvested this thing. Sorry. I really want to know how old it is though. Do they do they is there a way? Like to, is it like any other reptile? Is it like a scale thing? Is it a teeth thing? Like how do you know how old an alligator is? I mean, g- gators could be, I mean, that could be a 70-year-old animal. That's what I mean. Reptiles live for a long time. So, so he's lived a good life. I guess my point is if he was super, super old and he wasn't and we hadn't seen him eat anybody yet. I mean, maybe he was just eating rabbits and stuff like he was supposed to. And the majority of the time those guys get those big animals and it's public. They don't eat those that meat to homeless shelters and alligators delicious. I'm not saying I've never eaten it before. I'm very much a hypocrite when it comes to that. I am not a vegetarian or vegan or any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I just feel personally connected and I hear the whole story about how big it is. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, and they killed it and ate it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I've eaten it before. I just don't want to know anything about what shows up on my plate. I have a very American, modern view of that. I don't know anything about before it got there. Like, I, It's not a person or a little soul or anything before it got to me. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> On to bigger and better things. Oh, Brandy. I know it makes no sense. I don't pretend that it makes any sense. With that. That's how most people think. I'm just I'm just completely admitting it. Like, I'm being 100% honest. I know it sure. makes no sense. <laughs> All right. So, more controversy. And it seems that Wish, the new movie, comes out on Thanksgiving, and it's already the subject of controversy. So, let's see why. Um, it promotes a combination of 2D and 3D. It was originally expected to be a love letter to Disney's animation and a culmination of the last 100 years of Disney animation. Unfortunately, it seems as though the film might not quite live up to its expectations as reactions to the film's trailer have been lackluster to straight-up disappointment. Huh? I love the trailer. I did, too. So, Wish has been heavily praised for its apparent villain, King Magnifico, voiced by Disney veteran Chris Pine, who starred alongside Anne Hathaway in Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. King Magnifico seems to be a return to Disney's typical villain story. Disney's trying to go back to its roots, having villains that people can love. Tangled had Mother Gothel, and that is the last real villain that people love to hate. Villain lovers are happy about this, while people that only want sweet sugar, perfect storylines aren't real happy about it. We won't know anything for sure until we view the movie, but we're really hoping that Disney's idea to go old school could be a great thing. I was actually really wowed by the trailer. It was one of the first ones in a long time I was real excited about. I was at the movies a couple of weeks ago to see, you know, the concert movie that everybody wants to go see. And um, I got, yeah, the Taylor Swift Eras tour movie. It was so fun because I couldn't afford to go to the concert 
my daughter got to go, but I didn't get to go. So it was a nice consolation prize. And honestly, I must be getting old because it was so enjoyable to just be in a nice comfy chair, not have to fight people for the bathroom. I had my popcorn and my, my Taylor Swift cup. And then we were in a fun theater. Everybody was singing and dancing. Um, the teenage girls, including mine, were doing the chants. And then um, tour, for the last two songs, they all went down in the front of the screen and danced. Like it was super, super fun. So we had a great time, but I saw that trailer was playing then. And I also saw um, for the Hunger Games prequel. So I got, I just saw a bunch of previews and got real excited about going to the movies again. There's a Hunger Games prequel. Oh, I did not need to know this. Oh, you didn't read the book? No. Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It is the uh, President Snow's origin story. Is it a good book? Oh, it's so good. I'm almost done with it. I finished it in like two weeks. I'd had it for the longest time and Abby read it and I had had it forever. And I thought, okay, the movie's coming out. I got to get serious about this and I can't put it down. But I, I'm a big, I was a big nerd with Hunger Games. Like I oh, probably, we were too as a family. Oh, I probably read the Hunger Games trilogy at least six times each book. Wow. wow. I just, I would pick it up and read it over and over again. And I'd like after when every movie was coming out, I go back and read it again. So anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought the trailer was exciting. I thought that I think it's going to be a great movie. I don't know what everybody's so upset about. No one's happy anymore. <laughs> nothing, nothing you do can make anybody happy. Um, I haven't seen the trailer, so I guess I need to watch it. Same here. It's super cute. We'll be in Georgia, so I don't think we'll be watching a movie, but I'd like to. Maybe we could take Brad's mom. I, I bet she hasn't been to a movie in 50 years. Honestly. There you go. We'll have to see. So I have some sad news to share. And by the time this show airs, I'm sure everybody has heard that Matthew Perry passed away on Saturday, October 28th at the age of 54. Um, He was in a lot of sitcoms, and but people may not realize two of the movies that he was in were Disney movies. The Kid and 17 again is when he played with um, or he starred with Zach. Ekfron as the younger version of himself. Um, most notably, of course, he was known for his role as Chandler being on Friends for 10 seasons. And sadly, Matthew has had drug and alcohol problems for years, which was laid out for all to see in a book he wrote and was published last year called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. Um, just for me, I remember Matthew Perry for as long as I can remember, and we are the same age. And so I think that I'm having a hard time with him passing because I just can't believe. I mean, younger people that die younger people than me die all the time, but I don't know. This is part of my childhood. I think is why I'm having such a hard time with it, but our hearts and prayers go out to his family. I cannot even imagine. Um, we pray that God is with Matthew's mom and dad during this time. No parent ever, ever, ever wants to lose a child. So rest in peace to Matthew Perry. And thank you for sharing your amazing talent. You most definitely will be missed. I was at a wedding Saturday and my daughter texted me and she's like, mom, Matthew Perry died. And I was like, no. And then I started telling and and all of my, you know, friends, it was all my college friends. So we're all, you know, early forties. We all, I remember the day the season finale of friends aired, I was a junior in college and we all had watch parties scheduled. And like, sure. I took my last final cause it was a Thursday and I took my last final for the semester for the end of the year and had to get over to have Bailey's in my big coffee cup. And we even bought scones <laughs> and like to watch the season of the series finale. Like it was just, it was just so iconic. And then Abby got to love it. And even almost a lot of her friends love it too. And still watch it. Like it's not, it's pretty rare of a show like that to have the generational following that it does. For real. It does. And I, I just think it speaks to like funny is funny, you know, just sad for him. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. Well, shifting gears, I have some good news, at least. 
Um, it's about the candlelight processional that's returning to Disneyland. According to the Orange County um, Registry, it will be back. This special event includes a 600-member choir accompanying a celebrity narrator who tells the story of Christmas. It takes place in Disneyland in front of Disneyland's tower, uh, town square. This year's event is going to take place on December 2nd and 3rd, and it it has a 5.30 and 7.45 showtime. However, Disneyland's candlelight processional is a little bit different than the one over at Epcot. For starters, Disneyland doesn't do much to promote the event because, well, it caused too much traffic at the front of the park because that's where it's held. And they don't want that. There's reserved seating, but it's extremely limited to several hundred invited guests. Those guests include members of the community, the media, civil leaders, and then select representatives and some VIPs. If you don't fall into that exclusive group of people, though, you can still catch the show in the limited standing room only spot behind the seating area. Yep, that means if you want to catch it, you might just need to nab your spot first thing you do that day and just wait all day long. I just don't understand. I understand they don't have the the place that Epcot does, but I don't understand why they limit it. I know. I feel like they have other places though they could have they could do it. Like what about that theater where they did um the musical that we didn't see when we were there? Yeah. <laughs> In land, the giant theater just sits there empty. Yeah. The Ro- the Rogers thing. Yes. 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 Rogers the musical. Oh, and DCA. But I mean, still couldn't they do it? You know what I mean? If they wanted a bigger venue. Right. They could they could try harder. Try harder, Disneyland. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that's such a missed opportunity. There's That's such a good show that everybody should see. The way they're describing it, I mean, because the stuff at Epcot, Epcot um, when they have like the celebrity narrators and everything, that's like pre-recorded, right? Like they're not there. No, they're there. Yes. Oh, Yeah. Okay, I I guess I've never I've never been there during Christmas, but like I always heard about this, and I always assumed it was pre-recorded. There was something Mm-mm. I read that made me think it was pre-recorded. So on those different nights, those celebrities are really there. Yeah, and people wait all day long. You'll see them all looped around World Showcase, waiting. Wow. Waiting, you know, to get in for a spot because you either have to reserve it or get a standby. And if you want to stand by, you wait in line. That's why we always recommend. Well, I, I've seen the packages. You can buy packages for it. So I would like, you know, with dinner and all that. So I was, I, I don't know why. Because I always, that's, I don't know what made me think that. How I could have been misinformed for all these years. But I've also never had, I have clients that faithfully travel at Thanksgiving and spring. I have never had a client come to me and say they wanted to go there for Christmas. I have people that love the Halloween party. Yeah. Like it's just, and I myself have never wanted to go there during the holiday season. Like the, like Christmassy Christmas week kind of thing. Maybe when I get older, I'd like around, like maybe the first week of December or something, but not. Not that week, sorry. I can't. I never I never wanted to go around Christmas time until I went around Christmas time. And now you love it? Disney is next. Like, I'm not like a big, like, yay, it's Christmas. But down there, it's like, yeah, you feel like you're a little kid again around Christmas time. It's, it's the best. A spring break was crowded enough for me. So I thought, like, if Christmas is worse, I'm not sure I can handle it. On Christmas Day is worse. But there are times, like, in November where the parks aren't crazy and you get all the holiday vibes. But yeah, that would have to be me. It would have to be like late November, like first weekend in December. The week, historically, the week before Thanksgiving is always a really good week. Well, remember when Vicky went like on Christmas and it wasn't busy at all? Yeah, 21, 2021. And it was like, that's bizarre. 
Yeah, that's super bizarre. Usually that's like a phase two sellout. Honestly, Christmas, that was the last Christmas we went, but Christmas and I've been at Christmas and spring break and I would say they're about equal brandy. Okay. I always thought it was worse for some reason because I never saw any sold out things during spring break. I never saw any no more entry into Magic Kingdom. This is true. Um, Spring break is hotter. And December, everybody's pretty much in a cheery mood. I mean, it seems to be, those are the things you got to look at. Because spring break, I think everybody gets irritated because it's warm. Christmas is a little bit cooler. It can be warm, but not as bad as the spring. I don't know. Comfortable. I don't, I think people are better at Christmas. I think everybody's in the mood. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That makes sense. A little more festive, happy. Yes. People know good things are coming. Hopefully. Now, here's an interesting tidbit of news. Marvel has announced that Peter Parker is going to get older in the next movie. He is, in fact, going to be a dad, which sounds awesome. This version of Peter Parker, who has already settled into his marriage to MJ, Mary J. Watson. This new iteration of Speed of Speederman. Oh, Speederman, watch out! <laughs> this new iteration of Spider-Man under the Meet the Parkers title will follow Mr. and Mrs. Parker with an already established family of two. According to the Marvel official website, writer Jonathan Hickman had this to say about the new marital life approach. All right, this sounds funny if it really is like Meet the Parkers, like an old sitcom. <laughs> When we decided that we were going to to do a book about older Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man, we really wanted to lean into him starting his superhero life from a very different place than what's traditionally expected. The new ultimate Peter Parker will be older, wiser web-slinger who balances his superhero duties with his responsibilities as a dad and a father. Because with great power comes great responsibility, and there's no ultimate power than being dead. I know. Definitely different than before, so I think that's good. Yeah, if it's uh, it's gonna be like a like a live or it's gonna be animated. It's animated, right? Yeah, the artist uh, is that gonna be the same style as the last ones? I don't know. I didn't see that part. I can't keep up with movies. Like I can't. If I watch a movie, I fall asleep. <laughs> We're just in that phase of life. <laughs> yes, we are. Old man phase. It's like you know, like I could pay, pay attention like the John Wick movies. There's a lot going on that keeps me awake. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's why I like to go to the theater because then I feel more of like a social responsibility to maintain myself and stay awake <laughs> and stuff. Forty-five dollars watch a movie, like I'm staying up. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the popcorn. It's that constant eating of popcorn that'll keep you awake. Popcorn, Reese's Pieces, and a big fat cherry Coke. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of those ices. Yes, <laughs> that's what my daughter did because when they give you the Taylor Swift cup. And they put a paper cup inside of it so you don't have to get your Taylor Swift cup dirty. I assume they do that with like any souvenir cup you buy. Um, My daughter and her friend said, well, we have two cups now. And they just went right up to the self-surf machine and they got icy in one and pop in the other. And I was dying laughing. I was like, I also paid $40 for three cups. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't mind that they were double serving themselves because I paid $40 for three cups. Three cups. Wow. When you go to a monster truck rally, you think Taylor Swift's expensive. <laughs> been Don't to many my... of those, Matt. We've been to many of those. Don't tell my son about the monster truck rally. We love Blaze way too much to get involved in that. Uh, well, speaking of movies, um, due to the recent writer strike, there are two Disney movies release dates that have been pushed back. The first is Snow White, and I assume we're talking about the live action. We are. Um, it's been delayed from March 22nd, 2024 to March 21st, 2025. And the second is Elio, 
or Elio. I'm not sure if I'm saying which way it's right. Um, it's supposed to come out March 1st, 2024, but now it'll be June 15th, 2025 which of course is more than a year later. Um, Elio is about a young boy who has problems just getting to school on time and somehow becomes the first human to make contact with aliens. Does anybody get an immediate instant E.T. ripoff vibe from that? I mean, there's <laughs> Elliot and Elio. He's meeting an alien. Hmm. I think you're going somewhere with that. Could we be a little more original? Maybe be a little more discreet about what we're doing. <laughs> Did Steven Spielberg say this was okay? I mean, he might want to have a conversation with Bob Iger. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would. Oh, my gosh. Elio phone home. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need sleep. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, maybe just because I was just um, researching for my universal trip, and I'm really hoping my son can ride that ride. So There you go. Maybe that's why it was in my head. But It is a very cool ride, I have to say. Okay, good, good, good. So Disney Chase Visa card holders, you can get an exclusive Disney souvenir online. Now, not for free, <laughs> which when I first read that, I was like, oh, for free? If you have a Disney Chase Visa, you already know that you earn the amazing Disney dollars when you use your credit card and you can spend them in the park. Um, if you have it, you can now go on and get an exclusive Cheshire cat pin. This pin has a pin on pin design featuring the Cheshire cat with a Mickey pin back and the official Disney pin trading logo. It's available right now on Shop Disney. This enamel pin is a limited release, so you want to grab it quickly. The pin is also available at Disneyland and Disney World retail locations too. You will need to use your Disney Visa to buy it. You'll also get your standard 10% off that comes with shopping with the Disney Visa. And by the way, um, I don't think we put this in the trip report and we're not finished with it anyway, but while we're talking Disney Chase Visa, it used to be you had to spend $50 it is whatever amount you spend now. If you use your Disney Chase Visa at, at Disney World, you get 10% off. Nice. So that was very exciting to find out about on this last trip. Because every time they're like, oh, you have a Chase Visa. That's 10%. And I said, oh, really? And the lady's like, oh, yeah, you don't have to do $50 anymore. And I was like, well, that's a good deal. All right. Disney has officially announced this week that there will be a Haunted Mansion bar on new Disney treasure. How cool. Which means I have to go on this. Right? We all do. Yes. This bar will materialize on the first sailing of the ship in December of 2024. Foolish mortals will sip crafted cocktails. This story is going to be different for this Haunted Mansion feature. It's going to feature a captain that enters the ghostly realm after something terrible happened with his beloved fiance. This will be an immersive adventure with a story playing on a on 30 minute loops you will get to see madame leota and hear the ghost hosts in addition to delicious ghostly beverages there will be haunted mansion merch of course that can only be found in the bar on the ship or ebay weeks after <laughs> <laughs> haunted mansion music box the rumors that the music box belonged to the captain's bride to be now they have a captain in the story of the haunted mansion he's a guy that's in the one case that spits bubbles outside but i digress no i've seen some of the images for this and this looks awesome if this is like a dedicated yeah. on the ship yeah i'm gonna move in <laughs> have you seen the um on disney plus the what like making of the wish no well yes I, i've seen a couple episodes of it or did i see it all in entirety i've seen some of it okay i didn't realize they put together like all of the staterooms are put together outside of the boat yeah oh yeah that was so cool. It's like a giant Lego kit. Move it in. Exactly. I'm like, whoa. I I guess I didn't know 
how it was done. And it was really neat to watch. Some hotels do that too. That's how the contemporary was built. They were 100% furnished, decorated, towels hanging in the bathrooms, and they just slid them in with the thoughts that they could just slide them out one day, refurbish them and slide them back in. But they've never done that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's cool photos from like the 70s of them putting furniture in these cubicles and they just lift yeah. it up and slide in. It's, it's super retro cool. Wow. Yes. Very neat. More Haunted Mansion stuff. Supposedly there's a rumor about a Haunted Mansion restaurant that might be coming to the world. So Shut your mouth. Super rumor, yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I wish. I will apply for a job. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So coming up really soon in January 2024, guests will be able to be a part of the after-hour events that have lower wait times and complimentary treats. The Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot will be ready to greet guests. After-hour events are especially ticketed events. It allows only a limited number of people in each park for three extra hours after closing. The complimentary treats are things like Mickey ice cream, popcorn, certain beverages at different places around the park. This is different from extra evening hours that are only for deluxe resorts in the Swan and Dolphin and Swan Reserve. Anyone can come in if they have purchased a ticket. These will happen from January 11th through April 8th in the Magic Kingdom from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. At Hollywood Studios, the hours are 9.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. And it will happen from January 10th to April 10th and at Epcot. We'll host this event starting February 2nd through April 4th. During these after-hour events, you will see the enchantment, which means if you get there earlier, you will see Happily Ever After and Enchantment. That's interesting. I know. Um, Magic Kingdom will also have a standby queue planned for Tron. If you're a guest staying at a Disney resort during these events, you can begin purchasing tickets on November 7th, 2023. All other guests can purchase tickets beginning November 14th, 2023. They sell out fast, so if you are interested, you will want to purchase your tickets at the earliest time possible. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios tickets range from $155 to $175 a piece. I've done after hours events at the Magic Kingdom and it was worth every cent. But that's one of those things just like, hey, maybe not, you know, spend the money on a day ticket and, you know, hang out to the resort all day and then go do one of these. Because you, I mean, we were walking around parts of the Magic Kingdom and we were the only souls in the park. Like, it was, especially back by Frontierland, that's always a ghost town. Right. During special events. But uh, I think they're well worth it. And you get all the special treats. If you go hard and eat as many as you can... You kind of balance out the price, make it a little cheaper, especially with the price now going up with sodas and ice creams. I mean, I don't know who can eat that much popcorn, ice cream, and drinks. You have to go a lot. <laughs> you really have to go hard on that. I, I did see, super side note, like usual, uh, a family went to the uh, Halloween party at World and they had like teenage kids with them and they got like 54 pounds of candy. And then they did the math at like, $15 a bag, a pound of candy. They paid for their tickets plus an additional $80 a head. Well, that's what? nice. Yes. Uh, um, it's genius. I'm like, that's what we're doing next year. But who is going to pay for the dental visit <laughs> after they consume one? You use that so you can hand it out for Halloween. That's right. Instead of buying your own candy on Halloween, you just hand that out to everybody else. That's what we do from the Oogie Boogie Bash. We've got tons, and it's like all horrible purple M&Ms that I won't touch. I won't what touch is anyway. the deal? Those purple M&Ms are nasty. Purple M&Ms? The brownie. Oh, the inside is the brownie. Right. Handfuls of full ones. Like, we have literally a bag of just crappy brownie m and I haven't had those yet. We ate regular peanut 
peanut butter. And I will tell you that the mocha ones are really good. And I was surprised that I liked those. But yes, we we are giving those purple ones out on Halloween as well, Matt. Sorry, neighbors. Someone's going to have to send me some of those because I haven't tried them yet. And I've not even seen them out in the store. You message me your address. I will send you some <laughs> <laughs> mail tomorrow. <laughs> You should ask him for it. You'll be so disappointed. I'm just telling you right now, because Kaylee's a huge brownie fiend and we neither one liked them. No, they're bad. So the Fine Arts Festival dates for 2024 have been announced. It will be from January 12th to February 19th. And I get to go. Sorry. So excited. To that one too? Oh my goodness, Vicky, you're there all the time. That one's my favorite. Yes, she is. I'm using the the whole uh, annual pass to its full extent. This is the festival that has art-inspired dishes and beverages. It's also the festival that's all about art. In the past, have had the picture where you could go and get a cup of paint and they give you a couple of places to paint and everybody paints this huge mural. I'm assuming it's been a big deal for the last two years. I'm hoping that it will be there. I have not been there for it, but um, I'm hoping to get to do that. And they have those amazing chalk drawings on the ground where it looks like you're in the drawing when you're, you know, it's just, it's like 3D or something. And then all the art that you can buy from famous artists is in there as well. So looking forward to that. That's my favorite festival. That's fun. They call it the Farts Festival. I'd... I mean, I get it. Festival of Fine Arts. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easy to. It's called FAF. FAF. It's the FAF. F-A-F. But it's Fine Arts. Fine, the F and the art. Put it together. What do you get? <laughs> trying to be civilized here, folks. He's being the adult um, tonight. That's a that's a, we're worried then. <laughs> <laughs> what is concerning? <laughs> All right. So we've got some extended evening hours that are returning to Magic Kingdom. This is not to be be confused with the after hours events. Guys, this is why you need a travel agent because this stuff gets confusing. Like, it wait, does. wait, there's extra hours, but I thought you said those costs. No, those are the after hours events yes those do cost but the extended evening hours those do not cost those are for deluxe guest resort guest deluxe resort guests only um and for a while it was just epcot and um then it was magic kingdom as well but it stopped at magic kingdom while they have the holiday stuff going on so now it's back to magic kingdom as well so i know in in december it was just epcot in Hollywood Studios. And yes, and then they did Hollywood Studios. So it's back at Magic Kingdom again. Um, again, select parks. So you have to be on the lookout. You have to look at that Disney calendar to figure out which nights those are. And it's only for the deluxe resort guests. There is your perk to stay in a deluxe resort. And if you think you can just sneak on in, you would be really sad. Because while you can stay in the parks... You cannot get on any of the rides. They will check your magic band and make sure you have um, a resort reservation. They'll card you. Yep. And then say, out of here. Sorry. Nice try, value resort guest. (laughs) (laughs) But I bet you could just sit down and eat something. Oh, yeah. You can still buy stuff and give them your money, but you can't have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have fun shopping. They do. They do. And they have an illness and they need help. <laughs> uh, Ooh, all right. Uh, Showtimes have finally been released for the new Epcot fireworks show. Disney has released on its page that beginning December 5th, Luminous, the Symphony of Us will premiere. 
this all-new nighttime show at 9.30 p.m. This is different from the current show, and it will begin on December 5th. I do not like the name of that. It sounds luminous, the symphony of us. Like I'm hoping it makes sense once we see it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to us. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all about us. It's not. <laughs> all right. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas because the holiday lanterns were spotted at Animal Kingdom this week. The holiday events will happen at Animal Kingdom from November 11th, 2023 to December 31st, 2023. During that time, you can check out the Merry Menagerie, eat seasonal treats, and of course, the Holiday Tree of Life and its Holiday Awakenings. Hollywood Studios also put up their gold and red stars. The first official Hollywood Nights party is set for November 11th, so we are sure Hollywood Studios will continue to add more and more decorations as November is right around the corner. Over in California, Toontown has been decorated for the upcoming season, and we're sure that there will be many more decorations to come with the holidays right around the corner. Seems unbelievable. But now I want to go down to the parks for Christmas. Do it. Do it. You do it really short once. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I need decent ones, at least six nights, at least. My husband's the same way. He wants he wants to go and relax. Like he doesn't mind like running around the parks, but he's like a, he has to have that like at least like that half a day or something where he's just sitting. You know, he wants to watch TV. He wants to enjoy the resort. He's always saying that I want to enjoy the resort. I always hear that. Hmm. I don't blame him. Enjoy it. So I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us discuss recent news and of course rumors and banter about just random things that we think of while we're doing the show. And if you would, please go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. It would mean a lot to us. Of course, we love hearing from you guys. Be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about because we're always reshaping our show to cater to the needs of our listeners. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast, on Facebook. If you'd like a free coat, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Brandy, or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. The Black Family will be sharing part one of their Disney World trip. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. Oh, here is a riddle to guess if you can sing the bells of Notre Dame. What makes a monster and what makes a man? Whatever that pitch you can feel and bewitch you, the rich and the rich will die.